Welcome back to Squid Cakes, a Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl podcast. We're back after a little bit of break. Ben, welcome back to the show. Ben Schulich, executive producer of said show, vice president, all the great things. How you been, man? I've been good. Yeah, we're back. We've been kind of busy, so it's, <laughs> it's sometimes it's hard to get the podcast out. It's so many things we have going on in the yeah, last month just or so. Doing that little bowl game thing, you know, yeah. just getting ready. Uh, hours away as we stand here. Here on uh, the Sweet 16 episode. Yes. Um, I think we did it in reverse order because you know you want to get to the Final Four. We're way past that. Right. right. <laughs> We're going the opposite direction. We're going to the field of 68 here soon. Uh, we got a great show today, as we always do. None other than Jake Marsh, play-by-play of ESPN, CW, does some golf, but obviously the voice of the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Going to join the show today. Uh, wrap up the show with our Pachanga Week. You need to know Pachanga. If you don't yet, man, it's a party. Yep, so uh, Jake Marsh, pardon my take fame, pardon our take. We're going to take just a minute, and we'll be back with Jake Marsh on Squib Kicks. Welcome back to Squib Kicks, a Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl podcast. It is game time, as we say here in Tucson, Arizona. We are just hours away at this point from the 2023 Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. And, you know, the great thing about college football is the voices of college football. You have Keith Jackson, you know, Vern Lundquist, Brad Nessler. And today we have one of the great voices of college football and especially the great voices of the Barstool Arizona Bowl with us. Our first repeat guest, none other than Mr. Jake Marks. Jake, welcome back to the show. Hey, Jake. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to run it back in Tucson this year. It's going to be so much fun. Can't wait to get back to it. I know Ben and I, and I didn't even get to say hi ben to Ben this morning. It's that busy. So we're not even yeah. saying hi to anybody. But, of course, Ben Schulick is here as well. Um, it's just kind of crazy right now at the Arizona Bowl. But, uh, Jake, it's that time of year for college football fans. Um, you do a lot of basketball as well. Like, what's this time of year for you? It's like, aside from actually being Christmas, is this like Christmas? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I'd say, like, November to March is our busiest time of year with all the sports overlapping, but it's also the best time of year. Like you have every sport going on feast week. There's college football, college basketball, NFL, uh, during Thanksgiving and during the holiday, uh, NFL is just trying to steal Christmas from the NBA. The last few years, I feel like they've just scheduled two or three games per day. And usually NBA takes over Christmas, but, uh, yeah, NFL is taking over. And of course the hype and the lead up to the Barstool sports, Arizona bowl, is always exciting, especially this year. Now, Jake keeps himself busy. He's doing play-by-play, obviously, for the Arizona Bowl, but does basketball, professional golf, threw in a little mini golf here in the last year or two. Um, also does Premier Lacrosse League. Of course, huge part of part in my take, one of the most popular podcasts in the entire nation. Uh, Jake, when do you sleep, bud? <laughs> uh, but uh, I wouldn't for all the sports we get to watch and cover and it's awesome all right let's go back to last year let's rewind that tape a little bit first time doing uh college football on the big broadcast waves uh with the arizona bowl as that light turns on as that red light flips what's the feeling what, what's what's going through your head it was excitement combined with relief which i'm, I'm sure you guys shared uh, a relief of the long wait coming to an end. And boy, was it worth it, right? With the game we got last year, you couldn't have asked for a better script. Overtime, game-winning touchdown. I mean, 
it, it was pinned on my Twitter account, the game-winning play, for about eight months until nice. I got a hole-in-one, and I had to pin that instead. I had to be a little selfish. Yeah, but I'm now so. sitting at the top of my uh, <laughs> Twitter account. But if I didn't get a hole-in-one, I want you guys to know that the Arizona Bowl final play would still be there. That's nice. right. Ben and I will be expecting our hole-in-one beers when you make it to Tucson next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally valid. Remind me, and, and you guys got it. Um. So I always love this, and I've done a little play-by-play in my career, and you always kind of think of, like, what's the one thing I'm going to say? How long and how many times in the mirror did you prep the opening of the show? And as we started to get later and later, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is going into overtime. This could be a classic call. Were you fashioning in your head what you were going to say? Since, like, people always say, like, oh, you can't plan for the final call, but you have something in your mind. However... With this game, and you guys know this too, the game when he touched down, Tyler Foster, he was their second string tight end. It was his first target the whole game. I had never said his name before. Shout out to my spotter. Yelling me out and pointing on the right name because his name never went through my mind the whole day. He was not part of the game, and then he makes the biggest play. And crazy how it uh, happened like that. Now, some say you don't have the most traditional broadcast booth with, uh, you know, Mr. Poitnoy next to you and Big Cat. Um, what was it like last year? Two-part question. And then what are you doing differently with those two to get ready for this year? Yeah, so last year it was a ton of fun. Uh, I actually think it helped because about a month prior, and the same with this year, we had our college basketball invitational, which I think you were at, Eric, right? Last year? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was actually to have that before the bowl game, knowing that we had some sort of on-air camaraderie. Big Cat, I work with Dan. Uh, I work with him all the time. Um, Dave, obviously, I don't overlap with as much as Dan, but it was good to have that experience. Uh, with Dave, where he can say whatever, whatever he wants, whatever is on his mind. Uh, so knowing I had that experience already made me more confident. Um, and then going into this year, uh, I feel even better, right? Because not only have we done broadcast before, we've done a football game and we did an overtime thriller. So if we could do that with seeming to approve, uh, I feel even more excited this year going into Toledo versus Wyoming. I thought you guys did a good job with kind of balancing the, the gambling aspect of it. I know on your own broadcast with basketball is pretty heavy, but with our broadcast, you were you kind of toned it down, though you could tell last year which side dave had which side big cat had i had uh i was watching the pick'em show and it looks like they're both thinking wyoming this year so that'll be kind of interesting to see how they how they comment on the game while the game's going on absolutely and it's interesting but i understand why big cat's picking wyoming because as you guys know big cat has a key to the city of toledo he won a video game national championship during covid with toledo uh as head coach gus duggerton uh, and if, you, if those Doug. listening, Coach Doug, if those don't understand the backstory behind that, check out part of my take YouTube. There's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting dynamic, right? Like, like you guys said, they're used to clashing head to head in the booth. But if they're on the same side, you know, scores a touchdown, it seems like I'm going to be the one who's going to get in trouble from them because, yeah. But uh, as always, my goal is to be down the middle and get just as excited for a Toledo touchdown versus a Wyoming touchdown. And if that means them getting mad at me, so be it. It's my job to uh, 
professional side of the broadcast, and it is what it is. It would make for funny content. If, if Toledo does what, what what Ohio did last year, them would be very upset. Make for a great drama. <laughs> now, I mean, you have maybe the most difficult play-by-play job in America next week with the, and we say a lots of color commentary. Uh, but we did add a, a little wrinkle to that a couple of months ago when we added the CW to the broadcast. So another nice resume piece for you. What did you guys think when you heard about that deal? I was thrilled to hear that. Uh, obviously, we still had great viewership last year on Barstool.tv, which we'll still have this year combined with the national TV audience. It's going to be tremendous. I'm so excited. I'm fortunate for you guys uh, for getting that done because, like you said, like selfishly, that's great for me and my broadcasting to – uh, put it on an even bigger platform. Uh, Dan and Dave are excited too. Uh, I know our team in the truck is going to have that dumb button ready if they're not on their best behavior. Um, but no, in all seriousness, it's it's going to be awesome and I can't wait for it. Mincy's not going to be on the dump button, is he? <laughs> I think Mincy's going to be as far away from this broadcast as okay, humanly possible. I actually think he's going to, uh, I think it's the Sugar Bowl or the Peach Bowl, whatever it will misses in. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. He'll be he'll be looking for a whistler somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, Ben uh, Ben does all kinds of great notes for our show, but he's also a good football guy. And Ben, you have some thoughts on this matchup. Why don't you and take you and Jake talk a little bit about what the actual matchup is? Well, yeah, I just wanted to get your opinion, Jake. I know you're you're known in the for the part of my take podcast as being the guy that does all the homework on on the stats and the matchups and you know, I'm sure you've done your homework on Toledo versus Wyoming. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to? Yeah, the first thing that pops up is the return of Wyoming to the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. And one of my biggest takeaways from last year's game was the Wyoming fan base that traveled down from Laramie to Tucson. The lower bowl was filled with yellow and brown. Like, there were no empty seats. It was tremendous. Uh, and I talked to Coach Bowl about this and – He's, I asked, is it a drive or is it a flight? And he said, most people fly, but could make it a drive. Uh, but he did say there's a huge uh, alumni base in the Arizona area, whether it's Tucson or Phoenix or Scottsdale. Uh, so that's going to be exciting because we know no matter what happens in this game, we're going to get a pocket of brown and yellow in the stands for Wyoming. And on the other side for Toledo, uh, MAC championship appearance, Double-digit wins already. Uh, unfortunately, their quarterback won't be – he entered the transfer portal to Quan Finn. But Tucker Gleason, the guys are very high on him. Their running back is electric Penny Boone, MAC Offensive Player of the Year. And on the defensive side, uh, Judge Culpepper. Uh, there's a ton of explosive players. Uh, head coach Quignon Jason Mitchell's Pandle. Quinn yeah, Mitchell's a five-time All-American. Like yeah. Five different publications named him the All-American team. Yeah. Absolutely. So there are so many great storylines in this game, not to mention that uh, Barstool has a great relationship with Toledo. As we mentioned, the Coach Doug's thing. And uh, part of my take, we actually made a stop at Toledo uh, preseason practice and did a surprise scholarship giveaway to Adam Beal, uh, one of their returners and wide receivers. So uh, yeah, I think so it's so many cool. great storylines. I think it's so cool that, that Toledo is the MAC team that – made it to the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl after you guys were there at the beginning of their of their journey. Yeah, exactly. So the relationship that Barstool has with both of these teams between all those things I mentioned with Toledo and Wyoming, 
wanting to come back for a second straight year. Uh, them wanting revenge too, right? They had their hearts broken on this field last year. So all these guys are probably hungrier than ever. And we haven't even mentioned that Craig Bowles retiring. Right. One last ride. That's the biggest storyline of this game. Their head coach, right. this is his farewell tour. So I yeah. think that's exactly why Big Cat and Dave are both on Wyoming. Um, but it's hard to go against that, right? Because these guys are going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. And you'll be happy to hear that early indications show that ticket sales for Wyoming are outpacing last year. So we're, wow. expect, we're expecting to see more brown and gold this year. That's incredible. Really excited to see that. Yeah, those those fans will show up from Laradice, as I learned they call it. <laughs> right. Starting to call Tucson Laramie South after Wyoming's third, third appearance here in the Arizona Bowl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back to your homework piece, you tweeted out something, or I don't even know what we call it anymore. You X'd out something because it's not Twitter, whatever we want. <laughs> you posted <Yeah>. a great <laughs> stat about Coach Bowl and his record going into this game. Do you remember that yeah. stat? I've tweeted so many things recently. Refresh my memory. <laughs> he is 60 and 60. Oh, that's right. This is it. This is the over five. This is for the 500 game. Right. So, I mean, to both of you, gosh, with a Hall, and that guy's got a Hall of Fame career. I sure, I mean, if there's anyone deserving to be in the Hall of Fame, he should over 40 years. But, man, if he happens to drop this game, don't you come back for like two more games in like the <laughs> early season next year? Beat yeah. up on like our sisters of the poor and my not state and <laughs> call it a career from there. Well, you could do that, but Wyoming is not scared to schedule. They played Texas. Texas, tied, Texas Tech. I believe yeah. they were tied going into the fourth quarter in Austin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that team's going to be playing in the college football playoff the day after our bowl game. So they're not afraid to schedule. Uh, like you mentioned, Texas Tech as well. So. He could do that, but I don't know who's on their non-conference <laughs> schedule next year yet, but that would, that would I mean, be something. But it'd be easier I, if they wanted for them. It, selfishly in our world, we love stuff like this. I mean, you look for a storyline in a game. We have 10. Like, I mean, if Toledo wins, unless Arizona Bowl becomes a CFP game and sometime in the future, I don't know that you'll ever get another team with 12 wins. You know, and maybe it will match that, but I don't know. You I mean... This will be historical in the Arizona Bowl annals if Toledo happens to get that 12th win. It won't be topped. It might be matched for a couple of decades. I mean, sure, we love to think that Arizona Bowl might be one of the big-time bowls not too far distant future, but, I mean, that's historical. And then you have Craig Bowl riding off from the sunset with one game over 500 to cap off a Hall of Fame career here in Tucson. You've got Andrew Peasley, who was here in 2019, um wrapping his career up here in tucson much less all those guys that you talked about on the toledo side of the football you know craig bull's son was just promoted aaron bull to defensive coordinator under the new coach so man there's a hundred things you can talk about a hundred things on both sides of the football you can get excited about what's most exciting to you as you get ready to come here to tucson i think it's the anticipation of we have that one game in the bag from last year that was so exciting. And I think that raises the expectations even higher because we have it on paper. We have full video proof of how exciting this bowl game, not even just the game, the things surrounding it. Like you guys do a great job hosting the teams and building up the hype around the city uh, leading up to the actual game. Like the game's on the 30th. I think the teams are going to be there, what, like the 26th? 
Seven? Yep, they're both coming in on 26th, the day after Christmas. Now, I was listening back to Bulls' uh, conference, and he said, yeah, he was concerned that it would be the same experience, but the committee's done a great job making sure it would be a totally different experience. Um, so it's very evident that the players are excited, the coaches are excited, and the community is excited. So I think just overall the anticipation leading up to what is going to be no matter how the game shapes up, a fantastic week in Tucson. Well, we love our city, but let's talk about your new city and those, uh, the new frat house that you live in there in <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, that place, so, that place uh, looks awesome. <laughs> it's incredible. You guys got to come check it out. So, yes, uh, Barcel, about 50 people from New York relocated to Chicago over the summer. Um, and then in the fall, we opened our brand new uh, 40,000 square foot warehouse, uh, $20 million went into it, I believe. Uh, full court basketball court, uh, golf simulator, uh, a million podcast studios. It, it's really, really cool. We're really fortunate to all be there. Um, and it's it's just really cool. No, that looks like a, that, sorry, I was going to say, that, that, that looks like a, a dream place for any any sports fan to, to work, to just know that you can walk in and shoot some hoops and or or play golf on the simulator just man you that, that is that is really cool yeah, yeah I mean, so awesome. much for so much for smoke breaks i'm gonna go take a uh, i'm gonna go play quick nine on pebble right exactly yeah <laughs> is is the basketball hoop really 10 foot two inches is it, is it really off it a little bit at one point now that i think like a week or two ago they found out a way to, to level it out because we've had some NBA players in there, and that's the first thing they noticed. This, this is too high, and it was like, not that any of I us can dunk. <laughs> yeah, not that any of us can dunk, but an inch is an inch. Yeah, that's funny. I was a little disappointed as the is the resident soccer guy to to see I wasn't invited to the penalty kick shootout. Um, oh, that, that looked highly. How about this, Eric? Next time you're in Chicago, you get <laughs> ten shots with me and goal. Oh, I wouldn't, Jake, we're friends now. I wouldn't do that to you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, Barstool had big transitions. You know, since our last game, Barstool is Barstool, but Barstool is a different, but the same Barstool. I mean, you had Penn Gaming and then the sale and then Dave bought it back. And then the pirate ship was (laughs) relaunched. Um, Any changes you've seen since Dave brought it back? Or is it kind of full steam ahead as, as usual? Yeah, nothing really has changed from my perspective aside from the move. But in terms of the sale, part of my take aside from like the location change, uh, nothing has really changed for us. Obviously, we have the awesome new studio. Um, my physical location has changed in terms of both Chicago and uh, in the booth now with the producers. Um, but I've gotten used to that. So aside from that, uh, Nothing really on my end in terms of uh, visible change. You know, Ben is our resident bar stool man. He 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 content just rushes. He he listens to it all. You walk by his office any time of the day, and there's some some bar stool <laughs> podcast yeah, happening. It's my job. It's um, my job. It is his job, and he's fantastic at it. <laughs> he he brings up a question about your hole in one that I want him to ask you because he's he's on he's on the know about this. Yeah, I, I was, know what's coming here. I know what's coming here. I just I I wanted to know like what's the deal? Every time it's brought up, those guys just try to discredit your your hole in one. What's going on there? You know, there's some people on the internet who 
screw with me. And some people on the internet who genuinely believe I would stage it and think it's fake. Um, and the part of my take, guys, they believe it. They just like screwing with me and I still take their bait. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was an in- incredible moment. But that's the internet, you know, it's as funny and as cool as it can be. It can also be very, very toxic and distracting. Um, so you kind of have to take that trade off. But uh, Barstool helps run the internet media world so take that as a net positive um but yeah the whole one was real i don't care what anyone else said they can say whatever they want i, I, I watched real i watched the video again there. yeah i watched the video again last night and and you could if you don't think that's authentic i don't, I don't know that that was a pretty genuine reaction to uh to the moment yeah just, and as I, a guy who's a scared to lie to his bosses I would never do that. <laughs> I was going to say, that's career-ending. That would be a career-ending gamble. No pun intended, the <laughs> bar stool. Yeah, would not do it. All right, Jake. By the time people listen to this, you might be even on your way to Tucson, or you might be here. Um, give those folks your impression of our city and then why they should be here next week to watch this amazing game. Yeah, I mean, we just laid out all the storylines in terms of the actual game, but here's one thing. It's called the weather. And if you're watching this, don't look behind Eric's office window right now because what you're seeing now will not be happening on game no, day, we hope. We're getting right? that out the, no, we're getting that out of the way. We're getting it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So unless you're – well, I'm in Florida right now. Unless you're in, like, Florida or California, you won't find better weather than what you're going to be having in Tucson for this bowl game. Uh, it's going to be tremendous. I think Dave's doing this. It's actually a perfect – if you want to turn it into like a mega college football weekend, Dave's going to the Rose Bowl, I think, right after the Arizona Bowl. So if you're a fan of those final four teams, college football playoff, stop by Tucson and then head out to uh, the Rose Bowl. Right after. Uh, so it's going to be so much fun. Uh, thank you guys again for putting this on. I know the entire company is pumped. Toledo, Wyoming is so excited. Uh, and the CW partnership is incredible. I'm so excited for that too. Jake, who are some of the barstool personalities that are coming out that fans might be able to bump into while they're here in Tucson next weekend? Yeah. So the pregame show, I believe is going to be the same crew as last year. So Casey Smith, PFT will be there. Uh, Taylor Luan and Will Compton, I believe. Uh, I think Frank, the tanks running back the coin toss, which he oh, got yeah, to he do is. twice last year <laughs> yeah. over time. <laughs> Um, Jersey Jerry's going. Hopefully, he doesn't get laid out by a Wyoming <laughs> equipment manager. I think it was last year. Trying to pick up the T. Uh, Spider is going to be doing our pylon cam. So we have a huge crew. Not to mention our broadcast crew of Dave and Dan and Caleb and Ron on the sidelines. So it's going to be so much fun. I have one request that try to work into the broadcast. You know, that kind of a, a word that try to work into the broadcast. Okay, and that re- that request is. Pachanga. 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 That's kind of a new branding that we're doing with Bull Week this year. Pachanga is another word for for party. It's like it's like taking a party to the next level. It's like the type of party where you come in with people that are kind of acquaintances and you leave like friends for life. And that's kind of what we've we branded this Bull Week uh, as pachanga week so try to try to work in pachanga if you can you got it and i can already 
realize what that would be like, I'm going to drop the word and Dave and Dan are going to look at me being like, is that English? What are you talking about? <laughs> and we'd be like, if you listen to the Squibs Kicks podcast, there you go. Arizona Bowl, you would know. Jake, if you mentioned squid kicks in the broadcast, the beers are on us for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my friend, you are known as the plug god. So, anything you want to fire away with plugs before we let you go? Just the Barcelona Sports Arizona Bowl. There's there's tickets still available. If not, you can watch on the CW or the Barcelona platforms. It's going to be so much fun. Thank you to you guys once again for putting this together. Uh, Year two and a half ish, we'll call it. but if last year was any indication, it's going to be a tremendous week leading up to the game. It's going to be a tremendous game. Hopefully, I think the spread's three right now. So they're expecting another close game. And if we can get anything remotely similar to last year, we're in great shape. All right. He is Jake Marsh, the play-by-play announcer for the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, among other things. You need to watch him next week. Jake, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on the show. Thanks, Jake. Ben, Eric, thank you guys. Can't wait to see you guys and have some fun next week. Welcome back to Squib Kicks, a Barstool Sports Arizona podcast, Arizona Bowl podcast. Man, I'm so excited. I'm just skipping words. There you go. Um, Jake was great. Jake is always great. Man, the voice of the Arizona Bowl. Uh, Him and crew are going to do a great job here in just a few hours at the 2023 ball game. Uh, ben, I know you're a big Jake Marsh fan. What was your favorite part of that interview? I think getting a, a little inside peek of the their new offices, and maybe it sounded like we had an invite. Uh, absolutely, I think, I we think had that's an my favorite part. We have. It sounds like if we're in Chicago, <laughs> Jake Marsh, we just let him know that hey, Jake said we could stop by and play some soccer, or play some basketball. And uh, that's a perfect segue because our next segment is the person who'll make that decision that we can go or not. So we're going to go from fun with Jake to high fives with Kim. Um, Kim, it's Christmas time. Welcome back to Squib Kicks. Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. I'm sorry I've got a little bit of the crud, the Christmas crud, I call it. The pre-bowl Christmas crud. Better now than in in a couple of, in next week when we've got everybody in town. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's that sort of thing. All the kids come home from Christmas and they bring all those germs with them Mm -hmm. from school and then we all get it <laughs> i know i've been trying to stay away from you guys so i don't pass I, it along i feel like i'm in the matrix just dodging germs <laughs> left and right is that why you've been doing that in the office oh, yeah. we were wondering that, yeah. was, that makes a little more sense now can i tell you a story the Absolutely. other day ben and i had a meeting and he was literally in my office but as far away from me as he possibly could and i just looked at him and i'm like really are we really are we doing this and it was so funny. I just like to explore the space. <laughs> so much room for activities. Um, you know, Kim's office does have a little door to a small balcony. Maybe in our in our meeting today, Kim, I'm just going to stand on the balcony. It's probably <laughs> wise. You from your it's probably desk. wise. <laughs> just a little. Some I don't know. You chose to lock me up in this small room just <laughs> the two of you. So I, I don't so know. So when the three of us are absent from next week's Arizona right. at least we'll have a podcast to listen to. <laughs> All right, Kim, high five. What do you got for us this week? Okay, well. <clears throat> We are approaching the holidays. So I thought this high five could be centered around the best holiday movies of the season, followed by a quick debate about a holiday movie. So I'm going to lay on you my favorite Christmas movies in no particular order. I pretty much, I think, have covered everybody's favorite holiday movies. But you tell me if you agree or disagree. 
And I'm going to start with the one that I just actually, I absolutely love. I was trying to convince my 17 year old daughter to watch it with me just a couple of days ago. Cause I think she needs to have this in her catalog of Christmas movies, but I love, love actually. It's so classic. Great. So good. I love it. You know, back with, Hugh Grant, when he was in his like prime, it was is as the actually asked the prime minister dancing is so cute. I love that movie, all of it. Now I didn't know you were going to say this, but my much better half and I actually watched that last night for our Christmas movie. You did. It's a it's a classic, and I mean, if you don't know British kind of Hollywood, if you will, that is an all star cast. It I sure mean, is. it's got everyone in that movie and a great soundtrack. Yes, absolutely, including Mr. Darby. Um. You guys won't know who that is. Mr. Darcy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't question me. <laughs> We're going to cut that part out, Ben. <laughs> don't question me on my pride <laughs> and prejudice. Yeah, yes. Thank you very Mr. much. Mr. Darcy. Sorry, it's the cold medicine speaking. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. Okay, so next in line, I love Elf. Yes. That is the one that my daughter will watch with Santa us every my year. Favorite. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The five food groups. Um I just so funny. Will Ferrell's the best. I mean, the the whole, I love the um, snowball scene <laughs> when he's just pelting those kids. I love, um, I just love the elves in the North Pole. I love everything about it. It's such a great, great message. Now, if you know me as my colleagues in this room do, I am a Christmas freak. You are. Um, I'm surprised you're not wearing the Santa costume today. I don't worry about it. <laughs> um, she says that because I might have my own Santa outfit. I see Santa um, peeking through. I your do have a Santa there. sweatshirt on today that says "I don't believe in you either," and that's a big picture <laughs> of Santa's face. But with this order, because of Elf, I also got a black long sleeve tee that says "Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad." <laughs> <laughs> because great. my kids and I say that a lot. I don't know. Every time I say goodbye to my two sons, I'm like "Bye, buddy," and they go "Hope you find your dad." <laughs> so yes, Elf, classic. Classic. You like Elf too? I love Elf. Yes. Okay, good. So far, no controversy. It's Um, coming though. Yes. I know it's coming. Well, no, just a question later. Okay, next is my whole family, extended family's favorite, which is A Christmas Story. And the reason why is because my dad absolutely believes that that movie was based on his life. He was a blonde kid <laughs> with thick glasses, that same age. And all he wanted Ralphie. for Christmas, it was Jim, Jimmy. All he wanted for Christmas was that Red Rider rifle. He tells me this. We actually have bought him the lamp, you know, the leg lamp. Fragile. He, Must be Italian. <laughs> he just loves that movie and just sees himself in that role. And as a result, we all like appreciate it and love it too. It has the nostalgia for us because my dad actually did look like Ralphie as a kid. How so funny. cute. And he grew up in Minnesota. You know, I know it's in Ohio, but it's both snowy and cold. I'm sure he had that huge, you know, zipped all the way up <laughs> snowsuit. Um, <clears throat> so we love that one. We make sure my dad watches that with us. I remember seeing the previews for that on TV and seeing, you know, in the preview, the slide scene as a kid thinking, <laughs> oh my, that looks like the most amazing Santa. You'll shoot does it. your eye out. <laughs> as he pushes him with his foot. <laughs> I love the kid that's in line with Ralphie too, talking about <laughs> the Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man. <laughs> oh my oh, God, there's so, so many great parts. The dogs that eat the, oh. eat the turkey. So my question for your dad would be, did he or and or his friends ever stick their tongue on a on a frozen pole? <laughs> For sure. I think my dad was the one that was 
um, daring them to do it. But yeah, triple dog, dare I triple dog dare you? <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. Oh my gosh, he just he just loves that movie, and we love it as a result too. I feel like maybe we need that lamp for our office. The leg lamp. <laughs> the leg lamp. It's a major Ooh, award. Fragile. <laughs> Must be Italian. Must be Italian. <laughs> okay. That's a great one. Okay. Next. I did just watch this one with my daughter. This is her favorite. And it's The Grinch is Still Christmas, the one with um, Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yep. Mm-hmm. In The Who's. He, she loves that one. She just, she doesn't have a lot, you know, she's 17. She doesn't have a lot of exposure to all the greatest hits of Jim Carrey. I mean, we did show her Dumb and Dumber. I'm trying to get her to watch Ace Ventura. But um, she says to me the other day as we're watching, she's like, oh my gosh, Jim Carrey just must be the best actor ever. I mean, because you can just tell just from all of his facial reactions and the way he moves to that movie. And it's just so well cast. It's so Good. It's just a great way to get in the Christmas spirit. We like that one. I'm feeling a, <clears throat> I'm feeling a future high five of Jim Carrey movies. Oh, that's, boy. that's, yeah, that's a good one. Because <laughs> there's a lot. There's there might a have to good be a high ten. I was gonna say if you had yeah. to pick five, that would be an interesting oh my list. Gosh. I'm gonna. This is a true story. My husband and I are on our first date. We did two things. Um, he. he well, we did three things. We went and picked up my friend Jenny from the airport, and then we drove to my apartment, and we watched a movie, and I suggested we watched Ace Ventura because I owned it on DVD, and Ooh. that was the first VHS, reason. Ben. It was VHS. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're the same age. We're the same age. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> DVD. And um, that was the first reason he knew that he was going to – love me and marry me one day and then secondly we played chess afterwards did you win i did win i beat him and with the best thing about he was like maybe i'm not gonna marry i know (laughs) then we went on and we we saw each other about a week later and i learned later that that whole week he was playing chess against his roommate to see to get better and better (laughs) and then he beat me and i'm pretty sure he's never Never played again. That's the smartest move. No, no. He Was it a walk off? I'm pretty sure he, he's never lost since that oh. game. I, I'm the loser. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. When you beat him the first time, did you go, loser? <laughs> I, I probably did as the chewed up sunflower seeds were coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it's a disgusting habit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're definitely going to have a Jim Carrey podcast. It's going to it's going to happen. Uh, I hope, uh, Grinch, I hope yes. this all translates to the people that are listening to That's it. That's what podcasts are, right? I Just people say, having a great I time. I do want to say hi mom. Hi, Mom. Because every time we do one of these, my mom texts me later and said, oh, I just love it. And your dad loves hearing <laughs> hearing you talk about him. Okay. Both parents making an appearance oh, on the show this yes. week, as they should. Thanks for lending us your daughter for, uh, you know, 14 months a year. Yes. And then <laughs> just to kind of, I mean, obviously, the Christmas vacation. Oh, so fun. With oh. Chevy Chase. It's the best. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We watched that two nights ago. I know. Uh, the My favorite part of that movie, hands down, is when she says the blessing and does the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> is Rusty still in the Navy? <laughs> that happened at our basketball game, a high school basketball game my daughter played in. The anthem didn't work, so the announcer said, we're just going to do the Pledge of Allegiance. And at the end of the Pledge of Allegiance, I said, play ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So much pop culture. I love the fact that they 
are like so insistent on the family, you know, the family tradition, and they drag the whole family out into the middle of the forest. And they finally find the perfect Christmas tree. And Rusty goes, you did bring the saw, right, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then it's just... Well, it's happened here. I mean, yeah, there's a fatal flaw with the movie. It's just like they, it's on the roof with the roots. Like they pulled it out by the roots. I don't know how they got it out of by the roots. It's very but, strong. <clears throat> yeah, he must have been very strong. But such a funny movie. Uh, total classic. And then the last one, kind of out of left field. I don't know. I enjoy Home Alone. Oh, Do yeah. You? I think that's got to be considered. I mean, that's... It's during Christmas. Oh, definitely. So... It's not so much anymore, of course, with today's streaming world. But like, I think the measure was always what's on TBS. Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, what's running all yeah. of Christmas? Like, if it's on TBS running, mm-hmm. then it's a classic. <laughs> like, yeah. if your kids have seen it on TV running, it, it's really good. And Home Alone has to be up there. Yeah, I mean, I think most of us, if you saw Little Nero's pizza shirt, would know. Like, oh yeah, it's from Home Alone. Yeah, um, I, I think my favorite social media things around home alone now are the people who do like i saw one the other day that said when kevin went to the store he spent eleven dollars and forty cents in today's world he would have needed sixty seven dollars you know i was just listening i don't i just walked by this morning the tv and they were say they had a whole thing like they figured out like how rich did his family have to be and all it just said the headline was they were in the top 1%. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. And I'm like, did you yeah. need to do the math on that? I mean, you look at the house. Look, they're going to Paris, Paris for Christmas. Over the holidays. Over the holiday. Yeah. They had like 22 people there. They have car service. They've got the cash for the 13 pizzas. I mean, come on. They've yeah. got the car service. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're loaded. Anyways, okay, so here's my question. Based off of your... But based off of your opinion that true Christmas movies are the ones that run on TBS all year, mm. all all Christmas long, what is your opinion on the very controversial statement that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? I agree. I have a t-shirt that says it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> I mean, I think so. I will say from us Christmas fanatics, there are some lines drawn here that... Alan Rickman, who plays Hans Gruber, later played in Love Actually, only does Christmas movies because Harry Potter somehow is a Christmas movie, which whatever, that's a whole conversation for another day. But I think it absolutely is because it is severely, every year at this time, hundreds of millions of people are talking about Die Hard. So here's my question. Here's my pushback on that. Okay. Like, it just happens to be around the ho- their holiday party. That's why they're all in that building, right? They're attending. Is that, who has a holiday party on Christmas Eve? Okay. That's that, not, not us. No, yeah. not us, first no. of all. Like but you guys, but I other, other than the fact that it just happens to be the reason why everybody is in the building at the same time. And, and first of all, if you're, if you're in that building on that floor for your office, I mean, if they're not taking you out to a nice ballroom or hotel for your Christmas <laughs> yeah. party, come on, come on. Outside of that, it's not a Christmas movie, Eric. It's uh, not a Christmas okay. movie. I'm going to push back on that. Because <laughs> All right, Ben. Let's uh, <laughs> I say it's a Christmas movie because there's Christmas music in the movie. The closing credits has a Christmas song. And then the, the famous line, do you have any Christmas music? And the, the uh, driver says... This is Christmas music, and it goes right into Run DMC's uh, 
Hollis Christmas. He has a fair point. That is a fair point. I think, but I'm feeling another podcast here because we've gone down the road twice now, and it's a fun road to go down of fatal flaws of movies or goofs in movies. Like, yeah. I've really never considered, but it's a great point that a company that wealthy, why would you be in your office? Yeah. Like, why are you not at a resort somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Those I, mean, are, I, I like that. That's a good point. That was way in, that was in the heyday, too, of, you know, corporate excess in the All 80s. Right. Ben, you've got a lot of planning to do. We're doing Jim Carrey, and now we're doing... Hey, no, no. These are my topics. It's Kim's <laughs> high five. I'll, I get to come back with the topics. No planning for you. This is the last this thing. This is a Kim have, thing. It's the only thing you're not to plan for, Ben. Okay, I t- I'll take care cool. of it. Yeah, and then we're going to do uh, plot holes. Yeah. You guys will never guess what the Chulik family Christmas movie is. 310 to Yuma. <laughs> that was, that's, the, that's the closest you'll probably get. <laughs> okay. Unforgiven? You're getting it's kind of in the same. It's like a western. Three amigos. Oh, oh. I mean, edit. we're going to talk about Christmas classic movie. Mo- no, so, but it, it's an it's an evergreen movie. I so, know. So <laughs> we, I say it's a Christmas movie for us because the first time I watched it with my kids, it was around Christmas break, and it kind of turned into a tradition that we watch it once a year around that time, and then it's evolved to being the Christmas Eve movie now that we watch the. Three amigos. So I guess you can make the case that the singing bush is close to a Christmas tree. <laughs> Except he's singing Good Night Ladies. I mean, from that's the music more controversial, band. actually, yeah. than Die Hard, I Ben. Right. I mean, that one's a little more of a stretch. Yes. <laughs> it's a sweater. It's all in the, uh, the eyes gonna, of the beholder. It's not a Christmas movie, but I'll give you that it's your Christmas tradition. There you go. There you go. Ooh. All right. Can we go on a, just a quick little, little segue? What are What are some of your family traditions? Christmas traditions. Ben just said three amigos. For mine, it's my kids and I have to walk through a neighborhood here in Tucson called Winter Haven, which has tons of Christmas lights, has a Christmas vacation house, yeah. has a Christmas story house. Um, so we do Winter Haven and hot chocolate a lot. Cam, do you guys have any fun ones? Well, up until two years ago, um, our Christmas tradition is that my husband and I would get in a big argument about putting on the <laughs> putting up the Christmas tree I would be holding the tree and he's trying to screw the in the bottom and he's saying it's not straight and I'm saying it's straight it's straight I'm itchy I'm allergic to the tree can we get this done and he's like it's not straight and I say up until two years ago because that's when we bought a fake tree <laughs> so now it's really easy um but other than that you know we we, we watch the Christmas story that's always yeah. that's always the thing that makes us we sit in our pajamas and drink hot chocolate and you know around the around the Christmas tree and talk and do you yeah. dress your dogs up? Do your dogs have Christmas attire? Um, they have like reindeer eat reindeer headbands or whatever yep, it yep, is. Yep. How yeah. about you, Ben? We do not dress up our dogs now. No. no. Wait a second. I'm so, I feel so terrible. This is the first moment I've just recognized that you have a dog, Ben. I, do. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I, I didn't, I didn't know you had a dog. Stella. Shout out Stella. Stella, just like Big Cat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh-huh. This is Stella Red. Yes, yeah, Stella Red. <laughs> I knew you had a dog and I've got a dog. Yeah, I have a great Dane and he has a... uh I've got two dogs. It's it's a person coat because, you know, Great Danes don't have... Yeah, you could just those, give them... You, know, yeah, you don't get things from PetSmart that those little things you see next to that. He's got that. He's got ranger ears and we call him Max for a lot of oh holidays. Max, get me my coat. Yes. Well, that's it for my high fives, guys. I've got to go back to one really quick. You're talking about your husband's fight, and all I could think of is, why is the carpet all wet? 
Todd. <laughs> I don't know Margo. <laughs> yes. And so I now know what I'm getting you for Christmas <laughs> is that T-shirt. I think that the Christmas tree argument is something that many, many couples oh, have. Many. And just many, have not. Many, many, many. Just have not admitted out loud. Uh, another follow-up podcast is will be, uh, we don't have to talk about today, but when does the Christmas tree come down mm. in your house and Christmas decorations go down? That's a sad day. That's that's episode 17 of Squib Kicks. <laughs> well, come on, guys. We're like, the between now and January 8th, we're running. So my, my tree doesn't come down for probably until like mid to late January. I have different reasons than that, but yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> I, just, I just try to keep Yours it up as, as long as Halloween, I can. Halloween comes down on Valentine's until Day. Until the HOA of my house says, just take it down, man. It's time. <laughs> All right, Kim, thanks so much for joining us. That was a fun high five. Happy holidays to everyone. Um, it is time for the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. All the things you need. Pachanga week. We've talked a lot about Pachanga. You can hear it on a broadcaster. You can see it in person right here in Tucson. Go to thearizonabowl.com, T-H-E-Arizonabowl.com for all the things. On behalf of Kim Adair, Ben Shulik, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from Squib Kicks and the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. See ya.